everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Everybody. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We have kind of a conglomeration of bookish topics to cover, and we haven't done a, a reading specific episode since episode seven, which was called Books That Left an Impression. So we're revisiting the topic of books today. Um, so I named this episode Book Talk, T A L K. It's very funny. It's not really mm-hmm. funny. A good, I like it. it. I feel like it's just way too on the nose. I love it. Um, but I sort of wanted it to be a homonym of book talk, which is, you know, like TikTok. Um, and that's just sort of a colloquialism that describes the TikTok community of readers and authors that create content, often give like book reviews, recommendations kind of create a community of readers on TikTok. And then there's also Bookstagram, which is a similar idea, but centered on Instagram. And that's not the main, that's not the only thing we're going to talk about today. But I did kind of want to talk about these phenomena. I tried to type out phenomenons and it autocorrected. (laughs) (laughs) It feels very pretentious saying phenomena. There are certain Mm -hmm. things that when you do the plural, you're like, I'm just not a good person. Exactly. I can't even say it. Yeah. I feel like that about alumnus too. It's Mm -hmm. just like, it's too much. (laughs) Um, But these phenomena, and I just thought it would be fun to kind of talk about because I feel like for, you know, your modern, like, millennial or Gen Z readers, it's hard to talk about the subject of reading without kind of talking about like the social media around it as well. Um, And so how into book social media would you guys say you are? Like, does it influence what you read? Do you not really use it? Et cetera, et cetera. I hadn't really been into it until this year, but now I'm really into it. And I have several accounts that I look at a lot, and it's fun. It's fun. Do you I, enjoy it I'll never because go back. you like the recommendations, like on a practical level, or is it more just fun to see like the content about books that you already love and to find other people that feel the same way about them? Um, it's different. By it's an account by account thing, I think, because there's some accounts where I'm like, they kind of dig up old books that I haven't really heard of and give reviews. And that's nice because like sometimes you, you know, you only hear about new releases and those are hard to get a hold of at the library and stuff. So there's some accounts that I like because they give good recommendations. And then there's some accounts that I like just because they just celebrate reading for fun and it just makes yeah it just feels like a community Mm -hmm. on some some accounts that's awesome i would about you ann i haven't gotten like super deep into book talk um but i i enjoy i enjoy seeing like tiktoks about a book i've read Mm-hmm. like a funny video or something about it um i like those i feel like i'm like nervous to see spoilers mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and it's like once you interact with like one video about a certain book then you're gonna see a bunch more and then i'm just like worried that the will see that's the true especially these big series mm-hmm. that have like yeah. mm-hmm. six interconnected books from different worlds i'm mostly thinking of like akatar which i haven't even read but i know enough about to know that like there's debate even about what order to read different series and stuff and mm-hmm. it's like that just seems rife with potential to spoil something mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's too yeah. risky so i i stay away from getting too deep into it but i do enjoy i don't know those videos that are like if you liked this and this book then you might like Mm -hmm. this book you know those are nice too so i'm not i don't use social media but book talk has influenced books i've read because 
they'll get on lists. Like if you if you try to Google like best books of 2023 or best books mm-hmm. of 2022, you'll get all these Colleen Hoover books. And if you don't know how to spot one of those types, then you'll end up reading it because a blog listed it as like, you know, best books of the year. And you think, oh, this <laughs> Did you this accidentally read a Colleen Hoover book? <laughs> no, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully, I do. I know that name, but some of the lesser names, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then you'll go on Goodreads and it's like 4.2. And you're like, oh, this sounds pretty interesting. And <laughs> you read it and it's like, it makes yeah. me, it, yeah. it's so frustrating because I wish someone would say like, this is a guilty pleasure read because I think that the man in this book sounds really hunky. Mm-hmm. Then I'd be like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But like, the word hunky. hunky. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how they're always written, well, you know? Like, yeah. it's yeah. always like, yeah. Through his shirt, you could see his muscles. He was wearing blue jeans and had calloused hands. Like, I don't know. Yeah. They're just oh, so, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. And the girls are always the, like, beautiful nerd trope of, like, it's like the Hermione fanfic thing where it's like her crazy curls were, like, coming, you know, springing free from her messy bun of beautiful curls. And her, she removed her glasses and he saw her sharp blue eyes. It's just like, okay. Like, yeah, oh, she's always like. Notice she's beautiful. Like, yeah, she's hot, but she doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that so, kind of yeah. that Grace that factors very well into some of my things I wanted to bring up about it. First, we should establish actually. So there's book talk, which is like TikTok, and there's bookstagram, which is Instagram. And I'm kind of using book talk just as a general term for like the social media fervor around books and reading and like the accounts that promote it. But there, I do feel like there's a little bit of a distinction. I feel like TikTok does veer a little more for like the really popular like fantasy and romance typically, even though that's maybe like an unfair assessment. I feel like Bookstagram, I follow a lot of accounts that are like, children's literature and young adult literature you know i feel like there's maybe a little more of a wider range of like ages and like types of books mm-hmm. do you guys agree maybe yeah, that's think, an unfair assessment i think but- a lot of people who have like a a bookstagram account um they're not trying as hard to be trendy mm-hmm. or like make you know trending videos about yes popular books like i think they'll just share any random book that they read that yeah. they liked. It's often just like a flat lay of like the book cover and maybe like a rating system. And and then I feel like book talk is like, yeah, really way more like trendy content. And again, mm-hmm. this is a generalization. Yeah. Have you seen the silent book reviews on Oh my gosh. They're not for me. <laughs> I can't they're, handle any silent reviews. I don't like any, any silent reviews of any kind. For, <laughs> what for are the they? Listeners and for Grace, Grace they're would like hate them. Grace hates them <laughs> so much. I'm going to send her some yeah. of the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they've got a stack of books and they go through and they just make like these like exaggerated expressions to emphasize how they felt about each book and it's horrifying. Yeah. Um, So there's, yeah, there's, it's way like trendier and I feel like Bookstagram, well, I actually read an article in my preparation that said it's an unfair assessment of Bookstagram, of book talk to say it's like just kind of like guilty pleasure reads like it goes much further than that but i would say my experience has been that bookstagram is maybe like a little more serious and book talk is a little more like flighty and fun and maybe that's that's unfair i keep giving disclaimers like i'm really <laughs> <and> <laughs> book talk influencers, but i've come to appreciate the flighty and fun side because i think the further i get from my college experience the more i can just read a book and appreciate it for what it is because mm-hmm. at first i was like what are these books that people are giving five stars like this is the writing there's typos galore there's, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. there's like yeah grace is right it's just full filled with tropes the audiobook narrators sometimes like don't know how to pronounce 
the words and have <laughs> their audio quality sounds like our podcast, which is, I mean, I can't critique it, but Rude, like, but no, <laughs> we're a professional, we're a professional thing. Audio. There's just so there's many one lady wrong. she kept saying abdomen. <gasps> oh, over and over in the book, abdomen. Oh, no. How does that happen? I say I probably don't pick up on those as much because I'm always listening at like two times speed. But <laughs> um, but yeah, there's they're just filled with like things that when I was majoring, I'm not trying to sound snooty, but just like you know, professors would drill things into us. But the further I get from that, the more I'm like, actually. There's something to be said for these books that just just make you happy, you know? They just... Well, one beef I have... Okay, so I sometimes get fed these videos that are like this... There's this one lady that gives book recommendations, and I think she's like Australian. So maybe people... She's, I think she's got red hair. If you've seen her, you'll know. Um, but she's like, if you like Friends to Lovers... Hockey romance, uh, like all these tropes. <laughs> why I'm is that surprised? a thing? I'm, yeah, why is that a hockey thing? romance has emerged? Hockey as, romance as a is apparently genre. this huge thing. I yeah, I've been hearing about hockey romance for like was, over a year now. I was talking to my friend Sarah about this. I hope she doesn't actually. Maybe she doesn't want to be called out. Maybe we'll bleep it. A good friend of mine, and well, I have like several very close friends named Sarah, so I'll just leave it open ended because it could be any of them. I was talking to my friend Sarah. And she, I was joking about, because we were talking about how some of these books are just completely out of pocket. And I was like, yeah, like, what's with hockey romance? And she was like, actually, I have to admit, I've read a few of those, and they're pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's, but there's these tropes that have become, like, codified. And it's, like, a quick way to tell, like, if you like this, this, this. And I'm like, it's not a spoiler. Like, I don't know that I – you can tell that something's going to be, like, enemies to lovers or, you know, you can tell – you can kind of tell, but don't tell me. Like, let I me mean, discover it. I think you want to know in advance if something's a hockey romance. Maybe you a hockey romance. You can usually tell within the first two pages, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's like a brooding, beautiful man that she fake hates. I yeah. guess back to the English major snootiness, it's kind of like, I thought that these were like cliches. I'm not enjoying the, the cliché personally. And I think we're taking Well, it's like a rom-com. The cliches. You know? yeah. yeah, we're just, we're saying, exactly, it's like a rom-com. It's like when you go to Taco Bell. Whoa. Oh, you're just, or, you know, any of our favorite fast food establishments. You know, people can make fun of us all they want, but we love Taco Bell, and I'm always going to get the same thing at Taco Bell, and it's always going to delight me with the same three things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes sometimes you just want a cliche. That might not be all you're reading, but maybe you need something to lighten up all the other stuff that you're reading. Here's the thing. I like a lot of things like mysteries and thrillers mm-hmm. that aren't really very good. But there's a difference between a rom-com, like even something like a Cinderella story that's mm-hmm. like a dumb rom-com, but you kind of enjoy it. There's a difference between that and like Master of Disguise, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. Master and of Disguise. And I feel like these, these books where it's just are the yeah. Master of Disguise of writing where it's like, <laughs> it's so bad yeah. that I can't enjoy it. Master like, because it's not just fluff, it's actively it's like bad. awful. That's true. That's there, the first there are movie some like that. I ever remember watching and being like, because as a kid, you love dumb humor. I yeah. yeah. Did. I and we were so that. excited for this we were dumb. So it looks so excited. dumb. And I Our friends were excited. <laughs> it was like a group thing to go see Master of Disguise. And I remember sitting in the theater and being like, so disappointed. And I was like, this is actually like, I'm not having fun. Like, <laughs> not I've never experienced that as a, as a child watching a film before. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you, Grace, because I'm not looking for, I, I like a difficult genre to describe because I don't want to read anything sad or anything too serious. I don't want to read anything scary, um, or too murdery. Um, and I get sick of these tropes. I, I like a good, mm-hmm. like, romantic comedy book once every 
four books or so, but like mm-hmm. I can't just read them like back to back. It's just not my favorite genre. But I'm like, well, I don't know what is my favorite genre because I do like a little romance. I like some comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't like anything mm-hmm. dark. So it's it's a tricky. No, I'm kind of I'm right there with you. I can take a little tension, but if I know that a book is just going to destroy me, I can do that. Yeah, once maybe every five books. Yeah. Can we talk about how sometimes just the most poorly written books become really big on book talk or yes. Instagram? Well, I wanted to bring in really quick. I talked to my friend Lee and she runs um, an Instagram account called Lee's Library. And I me- I like messaged her and I was like, hey, we're talking about this on the podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts about, yeah, book talk and like the phenomenon of these books blowing up. And she said the same thing. She was like, I don't mind lighthearted, but she was like, it's just like the level of writing is is diminishing so rapidly. And but these are like the most popular books. It's just like a little disheartening to mm-hmm. like see yeah. that happening, you know? It's really hard to find books because mm-hmm. the reviews reviews say that these books are really good. Yeah. Yeah, you can't trust Goodreads. If it's over a 4.5 on Goodreads, I look at it with side eye because <laughs> yeah. those are the ones that because they've been flooded with all the book talkers, I feel like. And yeah. So, and they all give five. They don't really think through, like, if it deserves five stars, it's just five stars mm-hmm. if they yeah. liked it. my That's my system of rating things on Goodreads. Is- I mean, it's, my, it's mine, too. <laughs> but I don't know. Give it a little thought. <laughs> it's It's maybe worrying if none of the people who read it gave it thought. <laughs> like, there should be a, mm-hmm. a certain balance of people who approach it like we do, and then a certain balance of, like, other people that like verified, critique it harder. Like, yeah. Goodreads verified reviewers or something, which <laughs> yeah. can, would be just, like, the most pretentious people alive. So I don't want that to <laughs> So happen. bad. And I feel like we're very into pretension, too. Mm-hmm. Because one thing Lee did say, yeah, she, I, I should have asked her, like, where she goes for recommendations. Lee? Reach out. We'd love to hear. Um, but one thing she did say, which I I totally agree with, is she's like, I also, though, do really enjoy how, like, certain books like Akatar, I keep bringing up. There's others. Um, are becoming so popular that she's like, I can talk to just, like, a lot of different people about books and it's like a common thing and it mm-hmm. used to kind of be like oh only like at book club could I talk to someone about what I'm reading and now it's like so much more common you know so mm-hmm. she's like I yeah. see like the good sides and I was like yeah that's a good point too I feel like can I voice a few of my good sides that I think there are um I feel like first of all it's made re- like even though even though the books are not the highest quality, books are cool again. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's good for, like, publishing was not doing so great for a while. And indie bookstores are popular because, you know, people are talking about, you know, gotta go to your indie. And people are buying books because they like having books on their shelves now. They're proud of, like, the series that they've read. Mm-hmm. So if they're bad series, but, like, it's kind of, you know helping the industry stay alive, then that's, I feel like that's a good thing. And I also feel, I feel like it's not necessarily that good books are dying. It's just that bad books are also thriving. Yeah. (laughs) Because there are good books out there. I've read a ton of really good books. Yeah. And then some, you know, bad fluff books. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like maybe, you know, Bad books are having a moment, but good books are still a rising there, constant tide and steady. Helps. What is it? A rising tide helps Lift. all ships or Lift. whatever. Lifts yeah. all ships. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. It's not an either or. I know. I feel like I came came out really, really hard against harsh. Came out really harsh. Came out really strong. <laughs> I came, I came out swinging against <laughs> these books, and I I'm not gonna take it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the type of fluff that I enjoy is getting harder to find because it's saturated with 
every type of book now has this really cheesy romance mm-hmm. that takes over the whole that you can't even finish the book because it's turned into just a whole thing of like Torian I don't know <laughs> yeah, some guy and he's just like, like awful that. that's a very you know yeah. so like I just I just wish that like we could just take stop having all the books be romance mm-hmm. I appreciate that romanticy is its own defined genre now so mm-hmm. I don't because when at first when I was reading like if I would pick up a ro- romanticy book it said it was fantasy people were saying yeah. like, this is fantasy and so I expected a certain thing and then I was like yeah I was like what is this? There's mm-hmm. just like this romance has taken over and where did where did all the dragons go? Yeah. But now at least I know like if I'm going to pick up a romanticy, I know exactly what to expect because people have defined it as such. And I also appreciate that some bookstagrammers and probably book talkers as well are giving things a spice rating. Yes, now. I do that's feel like helpful. that's helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lee and I were talking about that too, how like we wish there was a like a rating system for books. But she was saying, she's like, I don't know how it really could practically be done because there are so many books published a year that like how could they get them reviewed by like a board like the MPAA does for movies, you know? That's a good point. Um, but I do like that, yeah, a spice level rating has become like a common thing. But I feel like everyone disagrees on. Oh, totally. On the yeah. rating. Spice sometimes. Totally. Yeah. People will be like, oh, well, if you read this one, like, then this one will be like nothing. And then I read it. I'm like, no, this was worse. Like, <laughs> but it's just everyone interprets it differently. But I appreciate. I think it's fun that fantasy and romanticy have gotten to be like huge. Like, mm-hmm. I That's feel like cool it's all now. us like Harry Potter kids. We grew up. We read Twilight, and then we were like, what else can we read now? I feel like like Twilight – I'm glad you brought up Twilight because I feel like Twilight was sort of the entry point for a generation to accept that they liked kind of a cheesy (laughs) series Uh and to just be like, no, it's fine. Like, I own this. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. it was just like, no, this is us now. And yeah, it's it wasn't anything to be like ashamed of, you know. I think you're exactly right. Plus, have you guys gone back in time and read like Nancy Drew? Those books were terrible. Oh, Nancy Drew is the worst. Like the books, <laughs> the old books for like young adults were really bad. So like we're improving, if anything, you know, with mm-hmm. time. Okay, so we're gonna transition to a fun speaking of childhood books. I just thought this would be fun. I saw this on social media with movies, but I thought we would do it about books. So we're all going to say a book from our childhood that we read that we think no one else has, not just in our group, like we don't, we're we're claiming that we think no one else has read this book. And I mean, obviously someone out there has, but like we're challenging any listeners to be like, oh, I read that. Because sometimes there are books that you read that just stick with you, but then you look back and you're like, that was such a strange book. Where did I even get that? You know, it was like some obscure library book or something. So who wants to go first? Okay, this was so hard for me. I really, I searched the recesses of my brain and I just can't remember anything I read as a child, except maybe books that I'm pretty sure you guys are gonna bring up if anything but i did think of one one book that i read uh called chasing vermeer did, was that out when you oh, guys oh yeah um i actually younger. bought that at the thrift store for ella and i've never read it but i was like i heard this was good somewhere it was probably because you had it i don't even know what it's about <sighs> yeah i don't remember much about it i just remember really loving that there was a book out there because growing up I was always loved going to museums and loved art and so I just am impressed with mom that she found a book that appealed perfectly to that interest of mine as a child um and I think they had also one called the Calder game Uh, I think it was like a series and then I saw they more recently I think the same author posted or posted, 
wrote one about the Mona Lisa also vanishing. It's just all these oh, stories fun. about. Is it like a mystery kind about of? About art. Yeah, it's a mystery, I think, about art that's been stolen and finding it. I couldn't tell you because I was so tiny, but that's the only one I could think of. But I remember really liking it. I'm going to try to force my girls to read it because they haven't shown interest yet. But it sounds cute. Well, and I didn't read as a child. I can't participate in this because I famously didn't read anything other than Harry Potter and Ella Enchanted in my youth. Those were great choices. So count me out. I'm sure mom read something to you. Mom read Millie Molly Mandy. Oh, that's a good oh, one. I, I don't think that's that, that mainstream. Maybe it is. I don't know. I have never heard of anyone else reading that one. She read it to me as a child. So I guess I could say that one. Okay, mine is called Wise Child. Did you guys ever read this one? No. This one's really Wise Child. Wise Child. Really spooky. Let me show you a picture. I'll post it on our social media too. But that's a picture of the cover. Oh. Mm. Um, it was published, I think, in 1987. I don't remember that being in our house it was a library book. I never oh, okay. it. And I checked it out multiple times. I'm kind of surprised mom let me read it because it was kind of spooky and like a little bit witchcrafty. I'll read you the um, synopsis. In a remote Scottish village, nine-year-old wise child is taken in by Juniper, a healer and sorceress. Then wise child's mother, Maeve, a black witch, reappears. In choosing, I guess it wasn't kind of witchcraft. <laughs> it literally was. <laughs> In choosing between Maeve and Juniper, Wise Child discovers the extent of her supernatural powers and her true loyalties. And then there were there was also Juniper, which was like Juniper's story, the sorceress, and Coleman. And I don't remember reading Coleman. They're all like a little bit like witchy and medieval. I loved this book so much. <laughs> this is such a coincidence because the author of that book is the author of the book I was going to bring up. Whoa. Which was, do you remember Robin's Country? No. <laughs> Wait, are you sure? Because I'm not even... Oh, no, I'm seeing it. Is it Monica Wait Furlong? Monica Furlong. No, I actually do remember this when I'm seeing the cover. I don't think I ever read it, but the cover looks familiar. It was this mute orphan boy who runs away and joins Robin Hood and his band in the That's forest so like stumbles upon them and oh. then i think i think they teach him how to scratch out his name in the dirt with a stick he learns to read and then maybe he learns he he talks i think that in the end of this book he eventually is able to talk and it it turns out i'm sure he was some sort of nobility who witnessed a crime and was kidnapped or you know they always end with that sort of thing for kids adventure Yeah, books. they're actually a prince mm -hmm. <laughs> and everything's okay. It only has 200 reviews on good or 200 ratings on Goodreads. Mm -hmm. So yeah, these ones are <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these pretty are, obscure. Are, I, I'm marking my, these as my as on my TBR. I kind of want to reread Wise <laughs> Child. Pretty good. Um, I that's kind of my thing on Goodreads too. I love to see I really like Goodreads. I like to see who of my friends my Goodreads friends are so random. I have a few of my modern day friends on there, but I would say 90% are people I met my freshman year of college. And I spoke to. <laughs> Is it because like, it was like you created your Goodreads account like sometime in college and it auto followed mm -hmm. all of your Facebook friends? I think that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and all your Facebook yeah. friends at the time were your freshman year of college. Because that's how my Venmo is. Like, that's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I'm always like, who's Joseph E? Like, I don't know a Joseph E. You know, and then I'm like, oh, it's someone that was in my ward the first semester of freshman year. Like, but I enjoy seeing there are people on there that I do very much trust. And I'm like, oh, I like to see that they read this and what the rating they gave, you know. So I, I enjoy it. But no one has ever interacted with Wise Child on Goodreads. So I'm so excited to hear if anyone out there ever read it. Okay, I thought it would be fun to say our favorite book we read last year. Mm. I think it's a great challenge, but I don't have a Goodreads account, so I just have to mentally recall. Oh, that's fine. I didn't read that's that tough. much last year. I will give a confession that I'm embarrassed to admit. 
I'm debating if I'm going to tell. Please tell. It's not that exciting, but I really am in a bad rut right now with reading. I just have not been a good reader for the last couple years. I'm working hard on getting into audiobooks. Audiobooks are really hard for me because my mind has been destroyed by podcasts and I need quick, quick, Mm -hmm. quick (laughs) 30 minute, you know, I need banter, like the mental energy. Yeah, no plot. Exactly. The mental energy (laughs) of just listening to something for 16 hours, like a continuous thread, is hard for me to do. And I've never been good at like following a plot on an audiobook, but I'm like, I just have to get into it. And I heard somewhere that memoirs are like a good way to start because they Mm -hmm. are kind of like a podcast. Like it's usually, you know, little stories. Conversational. Yeah. Exactly. More conversational. So I've kind of started there. I am listening to uh, Leanne. I think it's Leanne Moriarty. That's her name, right? Mm. I'm listening to one of hers on there because that's an author I know I like. And so I'm like, I know her style. And the narrator's going to be Australian. She's Australian. She sure is. And so I'm enjoying that. But I will admit, like, if I have a podcast I want to listen to, that's going first. And the the audiobook is, like, second tier. Um, So if anyone out there has audiobook, like, recommendations for beginners, I would love them because I've decided that's the way to go. But last year, our book club – our book club does an exchange every Christmas, which is super fun. You bring, you know, one of your favorite books to share. And um, the only books I read last year were were book club books or for the podcast, which were mostly like self-help books we didn't like. And I love that none of us really like self-help and that's all <laughs> we, we were doing reading the podcast. Them. Well, this is an aside, but I can't come up because people are like, we could do a narrative or something. And I'm like, no, I don't think we can really debate that or like talk about it. So we're working on it, listen, dear listeners. If anyone has a suggestion <laughs> for books that we, that we yeah, could do. Yeah, they want to hear us talk about. Give them like a genre? But, yeah, genre. Maybe romanticy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm getting at is I really wanted to go to this book exchange and participate in it honestly. So I was like, I've got to read a book really quick. <laughs> do this and no one know it's the only like book I read of my own accord this year Um, but I did it and I really enjoyed it so I felt honest recommending it and I the book was Remarkably Bright Creatures I have to remind myself the author really quick Um, Shelby Van Pelt it was very good and an easy read uplifting sweet interesting it had a little bit of a mystery woven through so it was a pretty popular one so a lot of you have probably read it but yeah i could wholeheartedly recommend it i think my favorite that i read last year is probably a tie between a gentleman in moscow which is not that's i think it's from like 2018 or 2019 that one is so good i've i'm i've probably talked about it before but it's so good, and there's a limited series of it coming mm. in March, Ooh. and it has Ewan McGregor, and it seems like <laughs> from the 10-second teaser trailer, I, I'm i so excited. But that one is so good, and then A Covenant of Water is like <laughs> it's like a 40-hour oh, yeah. audiobook. <laughs> you said it was it really was good, though. Undertaking, but it's really good. I loved it so much and I actually I feel like that's one where I've never heard someone say they didn't like it anyone like I feel like I hear about it a lot and everyone's just like agrees that it's just you can't not like it okay I I'm gonna say four different books (laughs) (laughs) because I already mentioned I think three of them on the podcast Mm. but I can't not say them you know Mm mm-hmm Again, so my favorite one that I read last year was Project Hail Mary. Yes. So good. That one was so good. Satisfying. It's what? Grace. I want to read that one too. You finished it. I finished it and I loved it. Everyone that makes me so happy. Who reads it loves it. I need to read Um, it. It's a fantastic book. So good. And then everyone in my family has killed someone. Uh, And you're taking all of the ones that would have been mine. That one was good. That one was so good too. Um, and then 
Carrie Soto is back. I really liked oh, I that one. That I started one. that one and had to give it back to the library, but I need to get it again. It's one that I could see some people like not loving as much. I don't know why I liked it. It just was like kind of cozy to me. I don't know. I I just it was an easy read and it was pleasant. Um and then the one I haven't mentioned is the Prison Healer series. Um mm. which is I think it's YA. It's like fantasy. It's very clean. Um would Ella like it? Ooh. Like is it young uh, enough for okay, her? Okay, I don't think it's quite that young. That clean. Oh, okay. But it's got like it's definitely got like a romance in it. It's mm-hmm. just not like inappropriate. Also, it's like a little depressing at first cuz she's like in a prison and it's kind of sad and scary at first, but then it gets really good. So you kind of have to like fight through the beginning okay. and then it gets good. Um but I'm excited. That I will say good. like Goodreads Goodreads often like ruins books for me cuz I'll think I love that book. And then I go on there and I see everyone poking holes in mm-hmm. the plot. I agree. Mm-hmm. I hate that. And I'm Just, like, oh. I've accepted I have bad taste. Yeah. Because I never, I always have that happen. Where I'm like, this it's was like, life-changing. And then everyone else hated it. I'll notice if, like, the writing is glaringly bad. But other than that, like, if I enjoyed reading it, then I'm like, that was a really good book. Mm-hmm. And so, Me too. <laughs> I think the good, prison healer might be kind be. of like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked it, but. Anne took mine, so I I won't give a favorite for 2023, but I'll say what I've been reading right now, which I feel like I'm going to eat a whole scoop of humble pie because <laughs> I've been listening to audiobooks by – have you guys heard of Frida McFadden? I don't think so. Oh, the name rings a bell. She writes the dumbest thrillers. <laughs> like, you read the first chapter and – Think about every character who was mentioned and think, okay, what would be what would be the like craziest like twist that you could throw into this? And that's what the end of the book. And the audiobooks are like seven or eight hours long. They're so short. So short. <laughs> that's the one where the <laughs> where fun. the narrator kept saying abdomen. <laughs> At one oh. point <laughs> they <laughs> said the wrong name of the main character. <laughs> How did they not like edit that? It was like Abby, no, but Abby wasn't in the room at the time. Abby was a completely different character and they were, like they mixed up the names of the two leads just with what? no explanation. It's just like <laughs> but I have just been devouring them because they're so easy to read. So I think that's where I think that's part of where my like anger is coming from tonight is that I've just like listened to six Frieda McFadden books in a row. And they all have <laughs> some sort of guy that really filled out in his shoulders and like is like <laughs> always talking about like their blue jeans. Doesn't just say like mm. jeans; they have to be wearing blue jeans. Blue jeans, <laughs> and it's just like so really cool. tough. They always have like stubble because it's the end of the day, and like I don't oh, know. That's so true. Always <laughs> a good, a well written romantic interest. You don't have to lean it. Yeah. They're just mm-hmm. natural. They, like, look at Ron Weasley. Yeah. Oh. On paper. Yeah. A nerd. I, n- nothing was but ever described about just, his body as being, like, yeah. desirable. Yeah. We just was like <laughs> exactly. a romantic lead. fall in lead. love with their heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, is Ron Weasley a good? I don't sorry. know. I just, <laughs> just reject that. It's a one. ship that, like, teenage, <laughs> that we got behind when it exactly. came out. Yeah. true. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. We just debated Ron, so I was like, <laughs> "Well, let's talk about really quick before we wrap up. What, where do you guys go to find good recommendations? Do you have like an Instagram account to recommend? Do you have like a website or a podcast? Like, what is your go-to if you're looking for something good to read? I've gone. To, I've turned into a full-blown like mom." Maybe this is just our mom that that does this, but I just go onto the library and I click audiobook available now. And I just <laughs> download whatever comes up first that I'm mildly interested in. I don't check it out at all before to see if it's good. I love that I'm though. I'm guilty of that sometimes too. 
But I've it doesn't done that always work trips. out for me. Yeah. Um, an account I really like on Instagram is called A Friendly Recommendation. And I like her because her um, logo color, I think, is the exact same. Is it hex code? Is that what the term is for colors? It's got to be the same as Hop Cultures. It's extremely similar. Mm. So, you know, right there, she's a friend. But um, I can't remember how I found her, but she t- just gives book recommendations. It's like we were saying about Bookstagram. It's like very straightforward. She gives a rating of like out of 10 about if she liked it, a picture of the cover. And then she rates the sex, profanity, and violence in them. So if you – and like she she prefers like on the cleaner side. So – um, and she has like a very wide variety of types of books she likes. I, I, re- I like enjoy her taste. So I like that account. And then obviously I already mentioned my friend Lee. Go follow Lee's library. Um, but those are probably – and then I always love the podcast. So I also like a lot of the books that Jamie recommends on the podcast. So those are probably my favorites. I was going to say – I've gotten a lot of book recommendations from the podcast. I like Knox's mm-hmm, recommendations like a little bit. Me too. More, but I have read some that Jamie recommends that I've liked as well. Yeah, I I like Megan's book club on Instagram. So far she hasn't failed. I feel like she usually recommends like high quality books. And I also like I've mentioned everyday reading a few times. Oh, I like, how could I forget everyday reading? Yeah, yes, she's, she's and she's one too. She like digs books up from the past, mm-hmm. and that's what I really like is because I like I hear so much about new releases from other you know Instagrammers and stuff, but she has like these weird ones that I'm like I've never heard of that in my life. So that's kind of fun. I like Beach Reads and Bubbly. Her recommendations are often not clean. But I just like her vibe that she's just very, like, she's a fun, frilly reader. And then I like the Currently Reading podcast. Uh, They just have, like, very calming voices. And they are also, they'll, like, dig books up from the past and talk about those. Um, And indie books that you aren't hearing about that are coming out. And... Their recommendations are kind of like all over the place from all kinds of genres. So I like that too. Tess had a lot. Yeah, those are great, Tess. Thank you. I told you I've gone I've gone deep. I love I'm it. Really into it now. Well, we want to hear from you guys on these topics. Like we said, if you have books you would like us to read and talk about on the podcast, um, accounts or places you go to to find good recommendations. And then we really want to hear your obscure childhood favorites that you think no one has read and we want to put it out there and see if we can connect two twin book flames who have read the same obscure childhood book. So head to our Instagram this week and we will talk books. Um, So instead of weekly wins this week, I have a little surprise for everybody. And this is something that our dear friend Brenna brought to my attention. And I meant to bring it up Maybe it was two weeks ago, but I keep forgetting. And so I was like, oh, I need to talk about it tonight. And it was perfect because Tess brought up Taco Bell. It couldn't have been more – what's the word I'm looking for? Serendipitous? Opportune? I don't know. Yeah, it just couldn't have been more perfect. So on February 19th – oh, no, this is published February 17th. Um, This is from NJ.com. I don't know if that's New Jersey or what. This is just the first one that popped up. But – uh, Taco Bell unveils eight new menu items for 2024. See the full list. So I thought I could get reactions from everybody. Mm. Apparently, okay. there was a Live Moss live event on the Las Vegas Strip on February 9th. <laughs> I saw a clip I from saw that. Some yeah. of that. Yeah. The event was cool. I really wish I had been there. I know. Well, Brenda was like, is this real? And I was like, it <laughs> There's people there, but, like, who was invited? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm so dying jealous. for a ticket. It says, it was complete with musical performances, celebrity sightings, partnerships, and, of course, the new menu items featured front and center. It looked like Apple, like, Apple, what is their thing? Yeah. Their convention <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll just read through these. So there's a cantina chicken menu, but these, I think, are only... Oh, no, I was going to say only at the cantinas, but it looks like not. I misinterpreted that. 
So these are five menu items that will be available beginning March 21st. Cantina chicken burrito, cantina chicken soft taco, crispy taco, chicken quesadilla, chicken bowl. That seems pretty tame. My reaction. Mm-hmm. Are they the ones though that have like the can- special cantina shell, like the nicer, or is it a um, plain old? Ooh. It just says oven roasted shredded chicken seasoned with savory Mexican spices. It doesn't. Got I, it. Okay, that's a good question. Um, okay, there's a cheesy chicken crispinata. Ooh, um, crispinata, crispinata. It's Taco Bell's take on the empanada, tender marinated and slow cooked chicken. Tomato and onion mixed with Monterey pepper jack, cheddar and mozzarella cheeses. All of this is baked inside a crispy pastry dough. That sounds mm, yes. That sounds pretty good. Yes. <laughs> sounds really good. Okay, I'm very interested in this. What you guys think about this? Crispy chicken nuggets. <gasps> hmm. I l- do they come with nacho cheese dipping sauce? <laughs> it says they come with a choice of two dipping sauces: jalapeno honey mustard. Or oh. bell sauce. Is that just regular Taco Bell sauce? It can't be. The picture looks shows a yellow sauce, but I'm like, I don't know if that's the jalapeno honey, honey mustard. mustard. Yeah. That doesn't appeal to me. It should definitely me. be nacho cheese. I know. Yeah, if it came People with cheese. People don't want a new sauce. No. We don't want a new sauce. And we the don't want a rip off is of perfect. Chick-fil-A sauce. They ha- we exactly. Have that's mustard. exactly what it is. You're right. Mm-hmm. Or Wendy's I mean, honey I'm mustard. Not, Wendy's has I'm not great mad honey about mustard. It. Yeah, it's just I wouldn't I don't go there for chicken nuggets. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, cheesy street chalupas. Mm, yes. <laughs> it was test run in Indianapolis in 2023. I love the Indianapolis. Oh, I love when people like test, test run. Yeah. Um that looks good. Okay, this is really intriguing. Mountain Dew Baja Blast Gelato. <laughs> oh. What? I've seen a video of that. Gelato? Oh, I will try it. I'll try it. That. Yeah. I get a Baja Blast every single day. So I'll add gelato to the side. Oh, Wait, do you get anything else from Taco Bell? Like Not every usually. Day? No, I just go during, as soon as it hits two o'clock, I'm in the drive-thru. One time I actually waited a few minutes until it hit two o'clock. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you it too? Drive-thru. Their, happier like, hour. Happier oh, hour. Yeah. You guys have mentioned this before. I'm um, sorry. D- wait. Can I just? Did anyone take advantage of the nacho fries pass that they had, where you paid ten dollars <gasps> and you could get nacho fries every day for thirty days? No. I but I that. wish I you had. did. It was <laughs> like, um, I think it was during November. Wait, you did oh, it every December. day? That sounds so. I didn't go good. every day. I went probably like three or four times a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you so, you got to talk about the Sonic Girl. You haven't talked about oh, this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. She has I'll to. It. So, uh, Sonic is my latest thing. I know when I said I was going to quit Diet Coke, I actually went the opposite direction and I started drinking more, like significantly more Diet Coke. That's what um, a restriction mindset does. Exactly. That was the That's true. It led yeah. me to binge. So I <laughs> I go to Sonic every single day except Sunday. And um, a lot of times I go around the same time because I'll go after like dropping Hazel off. So I see the same lady every day. She brings me my drink. Okay, actually, the first thing I did was I went and got a donut at the donut drive-thru across the street. And the girl there, she, like, opens her, you know, drive-thru window. And she's like, oh, hey, green wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Green wallet. And I was like, okay, this is humbling. (laughs) Then I go to Sonic. And I came in from, like, a different direction than I normally do so I parked in like the other side and the girl brings my drink out and she's like oh you're in a different spot today because <laughs> she had gone out like the wrong door to like oh, no. bring me the drink oh my gosh That's she so knew nice. and, and that was absolutely sweet. sobering <laughs> twice in one day to be recognized by my local Fast food joint. But <laughs> that's, that's so yeah, bad. Well, and you're in luck if you want pie. donuts because the Dulce de Leche Cinnabon Delights is <gasps> their take on a donut hole. It's oh. filled with Dulce de Leche topped with cinnamon sugar. 
but it has oh. they haven't specified when or where this is being rolled out. Interesting. That so it's like the Cinnabon delights that they normally have, but filled with a different thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. That's pretty good. Okay, and then we have the cheesy enchilada dipping taco. Oh, I love a dipping taco. Oh. Is Their that, last one was good. so good. It's like a burrito. Is it burrilla? Is that how you pronounce it? The, I don't know how to pronounce it. I mean, it. that's, yeah. yeah. It's a very American <laughs> mispronunciation. But yeah, where you have like the yummy sauce. Yes. Um, that sounds delicious. And then the last one, last but not least, the Cheez-It Crunchwrap. <gasps> I'm so excited for this one. I so, saw that one. I, I saw that one. This one's like the most viral. Um, I will be happy. I didn't that. believe it at first because I was like, why would you choose? Why would you go into business with Cheez It and Dorito? Like, exactly. Why wouldn't you just put Ooh, yeah. a Dorito exactly. in the Exactly. It trap? seems like they've kind <laughs> of typically done Doritos. Be so much better. They, okay. It would be so yeah. much better, I feel. A cool but, ranch. Oh. Oh, and, oh yeah. Why? And don't tease us with things that can never be. Why are they doing that? That would be so good. It would be so good. But I still, I, in my heart, I'm like, it's got to be good if they're yeah. un- yeah. it. Yeah, it know? says the Cheez-It is 16 times larger than the usual cracker. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have to be. That doesn't sound good at all. If they're open to be partnering with other brands, I wish they would bring back their Fritos burrito. Fritos oh. was a perfect that's fit. That's a perfect, yeah. That's because perfect it has the staunch to hold up Taco Bell, you know, mm-hmm. like you need, mm-hmm. like a cheese. It's gonna just be mush. It's gonna yeah. be mush. That's, well, yeah. that's it, Fritos pair with chilies and things like mm-hmm. that. Exactly. The rendering I saw of it showed a large <laughs> square. Is this is what I don't understand? Is it is it gonna be a square crunch wrap, or I the crunch not. wrap is still like? There's like corners poking octagonal. out. I think, like I was gonna say hexagon. It's one of them. I don't know it what looks, it is. It's it looks like it's still a hexagon. So the, there's just gonna the be like cheese. It is a giant cheese. It and then the flabby <laughs> end. Yeah, there's gonna be flabby edges. <laughs> I'm not gonna be trying that unless someone I tells will me be it's trying good. it. I will try but it. I might not like it though. I Should know I'm not do gonna like it. Like live tastings or something i feel like we need to <laughs> we should just this, this is part of our brain we should now. just commit yeah. to have taco bell for dinner before the podcast like we each have it for dinner and then mm-hmm. and try like some every of, time do some sort of rating podcast. system and review mm-hmm. okay <laughs> come up that some places you know books have a spice level we have what should our rating system be <laughs> little hot sauces or something yeah not a five smile bells <laughs> fire good Oh, that's true. We could, yeah. Oh, mild hot fire. By sauce packets. Brilliant. Okay, everybody. Well, <laughs> hopefully you didn't mind a departure from form. We just, we had to talk about this. And I desperately it was time. need Taco Bell now. Yeah, I know. Me too. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week. So follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week.